Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Ryan Gable, your host. 
and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. The network website is thefringe.fm. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our full show archive, my books, top news, and more, including a link to our Facebook page, or you can just type it in facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and our email rdgable at yahoo.com r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com email me whatever you want whenever you want i go through those emails when i get an opportunity to do that rdgable at yahoo.com i'd love to hear your feedback on the show and what else you'd like to hear us talk about and every night monday through friday even on the weekends, I was thinking over the weekend what I'm going to do for Monday night's show. I get so excited to come up with new topics every night, and sometimes it's a little bit of, of a uh, struggle. A lot of times it's just intuitive. I don't know where that comes from or what that is, but things just come to me. I think it's maybe a little bit of pattern recognition or certain things trigger my memory. Like, for example, a lot of you know that Joe Roop from Lighting the Void just moved here to where I'm living in New York. And uh, Joe and I have been going out and playing some sports. We've been playing basketball. Uh, and we've been playing... Uh, we, yesterday, actually, we went out and played a little bit of golf. I've never played golf before. I've putt-putt golfed. I've never gone out and drove a golf ball in a range. But we were driving back from basketball. And I said, hey, look, there's a... I knew Joe likes golf. I said, hey, look, there's a, a driving range. And he's like, y- you didn't tell me about this? You know I like golf. You know, let's stop. So we stopped at the, the driving range, and we hit, uh, we hit like a bucket of balls, and then we started talking to this guy named Walt. He's an older gentleman who's, who worked there. I think he owned the place. And he gave us like a, a couple of free lessons and a, another bucket of balls for free. And we're just out there, you know, hitting golf balls. And I think it was... We're hitting golf balls. We play basketball, you know, exercise. And because uh, we're in the studio all the time, especially Joe, because he's running the network on the fringe. And so we, uh, we're we playing sports. And I just start thinking, like, what am I going to talk about Monday? I really wanted to talk about this this singer, this artist, because music industry shows are some of our, our big shows here on the on the fringe, or at least on the secret teachings the occult nature and the ritual nature of entertainers in the music industry in particular. And I was thinking about Grimes, G-R-I-M-E-S, Grimes. I don't know if you've heard of her. I'm sure that most of you probably have. I've heard of her. I didn't know much about her. She's the uh, girlfriend, wife, partner of Elon Musk. So I had listened to one of the songs that she made, and I know you might not think this has anything to do with sports, but I listened to one of the songs she made. Uh, the first one that I came across that I listened to the whole thing was about power. It's called We Appreciate Power. And the whole thing is about technology and robots and machines and artificial intelligence and all this. So I was already thinking about that. And then as Joe and I are hitting golf balls and playing basketball, I start thinking of this. I, I, I just can never... I can never forget this article that I read for some reason. It, it just it, it had such a profound 
effect on my memory for some reason when I read this back in 2016. But I got a USA Today newspaper back in 2016. I remember even where I got it. I got it at the Grove Hotel in Boise, Idaho. I'd go in there and get the free newspaper. So I got the newspaper. I opened it up, and I came to an article that said, Franken-Athletes Seen in Sports Future. And that title was later changed to, What Could the world of sports look like in 25 years. Now, of course, the world of sports has changed recently because of, quote-unquote, COVID-19. But they were talking in this article about a different kind of change, where you don't actually have to have skill at basketball or golf or baseball or football or even playing an instrument, for that matter, or hell, even singing, or maybe even in radio. You don't have to have any talent because machines and new scientific progresses will be able to adjust the body in ways that will allow it to go beyond the limits of what would normally be naturally and physically possible. Essentially blurring the line between human talent, natural God-given talent, and the man-made talents that are granted to man through the man-made God. In other words, humans that create this God-like system in order to control God, to play God, as opposed to obeying the, the laws of nature, the laws of God. So we're playing sports, that comes to mind. I'm thinking of that, and then I started thinking of Grimes because I've been listening to some of her music recently. I don't like it, but I just feel this... I feel this draw, this pull to listen to music like this. And, you know, we have lots of listeners that will email us stuff about the entertainment industry, about the music industry. We have listeners that will send us music videos or send us sometimes lyrics. Obviously, those of you who know the Night Stalker, uh, very, very aware guy when it comes to the entertainment industry. And I think he's going to probably call into the show later this week at some point because he points out a lot of things that I don't see. Another listener, uh, Ian McKee, sent us a video. Uh, this was called The Butterfly Effect by Travis Scott. Travis Scott, you remember, he was the one at the uh, Super Bowl halftime show a couple of years ago where the uh, asteroids came down and the floor you know, opens up and then you had, uh, you know, he basically rose out of hell in flames. Travis Scott does this video called The Butterfly Effect and it's very, very heavy on the butterfly MK Ultra symbolism once more that you see all throughout the entertainment industry. You know, others like Night Stalker have pointed out things about Drake, uh, and he was also messaging me the other day about this uh, this other trend, and I, I noticed it with with Beyonce. You know, the reference of 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 the Queen, the Queen Bee. But this isn't something that's like confined to Beyonce because that's her name, Beyonce B. That the relationship to queens and kings, like this is this is all throughout the particularly the, the hip hop industry, but there's a much deeper meaning there when you go back to Kanye West's music and his references to Jesus and Jesus and Ye, which we've done a show on relating to Yahweh and the true Jesus as opposed to the imposter, and how Kanye, taking on, as he's declared himself to be a Christian Jesus, 
declaring himself to be a Christian Jesus as a black god, as a king, is essentially, in my view, if I if I was if I was a Christian, I would also call him a blasphemer. But in my view, Kanye West is fulfilling the archetype of an antichrist-like character because what he is doing is antichristal. It is blasphemous. So you see this all throughout the entertainment industry, all throughout the music industry, these different themes that come up time and time again that are very, very consistent. And and so consistent that when they are addressed by people like myself, people like you, and you point out the the oddities, like why are all of these singers constantly, doesn't matter if it's hip-hop, rap, R&B, pop music, rock music, why are they constantly, constantly referring to the exact same images, the exact same themes and ideas? But not in all the music, but like every album has a song or two where it's the same theme. Selling your soul to the devil, overdosing on drugs, committing suicide, killing family members or friends to advance in your career, using the images of people like Marilyn Monroe, the blonde hair, the dress, you know, and it just goes on and on, whether it's Billie Eilish or it's Eminem or it's Taylor Swift or it's Travis Scott with the butterflies. It's the same imagery over and over and over again. And when you address perhaps the darkest component to this, this idea that one has sold their soul to the devil, you always get this response from the average person who watches these videos and enjoys them. And if they notice that as well, they usually tell you something along the lines of, well, that's a, that's a metaphor. It refers to, you know, Taylor Swift's breakup with her boyfriend. Or it's a metaphor because Eminem, he really doesn't want to be a rapper anymore, but he's so connected to the industry that he, he, he's the mouthpiece of the industry. He has to be. He doesn't have a choice, right? Well, it can mean those things, but those, I think, are the metaphors. I don't think selling your soul to the devil is the metaphor. The metaphor, the symbol, is the relationship or the contract you have with the industry. I think it is literal that one has sold their soul to the devil, and I'll talk to you a little bit more about that tonight as we move through the broadcast in this two-hour presentation here on The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings and I am Ryan Gable. Again, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You know, last week, Elon Musk, because we're talking about his girlfriend Grimes, Elon Musk once said, and I put this in my book, The Technological Elixir, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. In all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, it's like, yeah. He's, uh, he sure can control the demon. He's sure he can control the demon, but he really can't. Didn't work out too well. That's a quote from Elon Musk. He's referring to AI and how they think, well, we can control it, but clearly you can't control the demon. Now, with the demon in mind, Musk recently tested his Neuralink implants on a pig. I'm sure many of you saw this. And the biblical and mythological significance of this should not be overlooked. Just open up a Bible to Mark 5, 12 through 13. The whole story is in Mark 5. 12 through 13 reads in the Bible, The demons implored him, saying, Send us into the swine so that we may enter them. Jesus gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them. 
and they were drowned in the sea. So Elon Musk, who has compared artificial intelligence and an AI takeover to demonic possession and the summoning of a demon, not coincidentally tested his Neuralink system, which was initially tested on a monkey, I believe, or some version of this Neuralink system was tested on a monkey, tested on a pig. So the demon put into the pig, the evil put into the pig, there's powerful biblical theological significance there. And while some people might find the news about Neuralink to be breaking or new, others remember the countless times over the years when Elon Musk and others have discussed brain hacking technology. Like, for example, I was listening to a radio show the other night, and there was, I think there was, it was like a news section, and they were talking about these genetically modified mosquitoes from the company Oxitec in the UK. And they were reporting it as if it was a news story, not the radio show, but the news. And whoever was reading the news was just reading what was in the mainline press, right? And the press was acting like, oh, this is a new story. But it's like, no, that, that story came out in like 2012, 2013 officially. And it was a big part of the Olympics in Brazil, Oxitec, which is on, it's on, I, I believe it's on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation website. You could type in Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Oxitec, and they are one of the biggest contributors to Oxitec, which genetically engineered mosquitoes. And they they were trying to, release them in different places, uh, South America, Florida. And the funny thing about it is I did a show on that on Dark Matter, my Dark Matter days, Dark Matter Radio, when Art Bell was still alive. And I got an email from Keith Rowland telling me, he's like, do you have have proof of that? He always asked me for proof, which, you know, I love. I love to send proof. So I sent him the proof. And I don't know if he was being serious to this day or if he was just being sarcastic. But he's like, oh, that's probably a good idea to have genetically modified mosquitoes. Like, I still have that email from Keith Rowland. This was like almost a decade ago, all right? It's like seven, eight years ago. This isn't new. So a lot of people think, oh, this is new. Neuralink, it's new. Oh, look, brain-to-brain interface, it's new. It's, It's not new, okay? It's not new. Now, initially, the Neuralink system that Musk, his Neuralink company, the system that he's developing was tested on a monkey, that was able to control a computer with its brain. And the device itself, which ultimately will be used as part of the mechanism to merge humans with AI and machines, it consists of a tiny probe containing thousands of electrodes attached to flexible threads. They're actually thinner than a human hair, but they can monitor activity of a thousand neurons. And while the public sees this technology with either disdain or awe, a lot of people see it with awe like, How did they do that? That's incredible. Wow. I can't believe that that's real. That's like a movie. While the public sees it with the naivety of a child, Musk attempted to also ensure those who were concerned in 2019, he did this, that he he came out and he made this statement that he's he's like, we have no desire to hijack your brain. Don't worry about it. He said, quote, it's not like suddenly we will have this incredible neural lace and will take over people's brains. It will take a long time. It's funny that he says that because it it doesn't really sound reassuring. It sounds more like, well, we're not going to do that now, but maybe in three years we'll use it to take over your brain. We, enough people need to get the implant first, right? 
Because once you're in the body, there's no other line of defense to protect you and your consciousness. It's in the body. It's integrated into the body. In other words, we won't take over your brain today, but after a bit of tinkering, we should be able to get it down. And you'll love it too, because like Huxley said, there will be a method developed to get people to, quote, love their servitude. You know, it'll make downloads faster. You can connect with people. It's great. Of course, the ultimate purpose of this technology, far beyond, uh, you know, Musk's company Neuralink, its claims about focusing on patients with neurological conditions, oh, they're so concerned. Their real goal is, as Musk put it, quote, symbiosis with artificial intelligence. Yeah, because someone with a spinal injury, they need to be connected with AI. I mean, at the very least, Musk has said he sees humans inserting Bluetooth-enabled implants into the brain just to make it convenient to connect to your smartphone. You know, I saw that movie. That movie was the SpongeBob movie where everybody got free chum bucket helmets, and as soon as they got the chum bucket helmets, Plankton pushes the button, and the helmets come down, and a little red light comes on, and everybody gets up like zombies, all the fish, and they start following Plankton and do what he tells them to do. He orders them. He has control of their brains. And they all go, all hell Plankton, all hell Plankton, all hell Plankton. It's mind control. I mean, that was, in, that was in the SpongeBob movie, all right? That's the same thing with masks, isn't it? It's very similar to masks. Put the mask on, all hell Fauci, all hell Fauci, all hell Plankton, all hell Plankton. So they put the bucket on your head, and or they give you the smartphone or the microchip, and and then you know all hell Musk, all hell Zuckerberg, all hell Plankton, all hell Fauci. It's mind control. There's a lot of different kinds of mind control. Of course, you know the real purpose of all of this technology, despite the fact that it will be used to assist patients with all kinds of varying medical conditions, the real purpose and danger of the technology should not be dismissed for a handful of cancer patients and stroke victims. Okay, that cannot be understated. The danger of this technology should not be dismissed, even in thought, because, oh, a cancer patient could have their life made easier. Thanks, Elon. That's that's not why they're spending billions of dollars to develop this. It's about symbiosis with artificial intelligence, okay? And by the way... This is not an analysis tonight of one particular subject. I want you to hopefully be able to open your minds to seeing how this connects with the entertainment industry. You know, it's kind of like how in rap music you have the pharmaceutical industry playing a heavy influence, while in pop music you have the technology companies playing a heavy influence. I'll tell you about that as the show goes on tonight. Now, this Musk character, Elon Musk, a lot of people like this guy, a lot of people don't like him. He builds flamethrowers, he, he, you know, he bangs semi-Gothic musicians, and they have a kid together, and everybody likes this guy. And he, he kind of gets on stage, and he, he's got those big dilated pupils, and he sweats a lot under the lights. And even when there aren't lights, he's got these big dilated pupils, and kind of looks like the guy's on like a bunch of drugs. But then there are sometimes, you know, he talks, or he goes on Joe Rogan, and he smokes weed, and... 
people make t-shirts out of it. They're like, man, that's so cool. I like Elon, man. He builds flamethrowers. That, that's a cool guy right there. I don't care if his cars explode. He's a cool guy. You know, Elon to me just kind of seems like in and of himself an antichrist-like figure because he fulfills the roles of the antichrist in that he's both a, a prophet and a false prophet in a sense. And, and he also has this, these, these, this like train of thought where He's concerned and, 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 and worried about the dangers of what he's working on and, and publicly states it as if he's opposed to it, but then it's like he can't stop it. Like he's possessed by the spirit of the Antichrist, something that you can see depicted in the book The Magus, a really great book on magic if you've never read that. But this whole thing with the giant eyes, I know a lot of people have pointed that out, and it's very interesting because if you look at music videos like type in Sabrina Carpenter, in my bed. You'll see her in the black and white MPD clothing of Kim Noble, mind control, with these enormous large eyes. Go to YouTube, type in Melanie Marinez. I believe that is how you pronounce her name. Melanie Martina, Martinez. Melanie Martinez, excuse me. A song called Soap. And you'll see in that song, she has the separated hair of the multiple personalities and these big, large eyes. Look at the new Eminem song, Godzilla. Enormous, large eyes, just like Elon. Also, there's another lady who's very, very dark in her music. I believe you pronounce her name something to the effect of Ashniko. Ashniko. And in her music, too, she dresses up like the devil. And she has these very, very large eyes, and she also plays the part of a bee, Queen Bee, Queen of the Hive. Queen of the Hive Mind, perhaps. Elon Musk plays somewhat of a different part. Elon Musk plays an Antichrist-like part. And Elon Musk is a very, very curious figure, but he's very, very confusing considering that his comments comparing AI to demons and those about the future of man when AI takes over are, are kind of different in a way, but they're kind of similar. He says, like, AI is, is really just like summoning a demon. And he says, quote, even in a benign AI scenario, we will be left behind. So it's like he has concern, and maybe he sees it as an inevitability, but in one statement that upon further analysis seems darker than uh, you know it, it may have been meant, Musk says, quote, with high bandwidth brain machine interface, we can go along for the ride and effectively have the option of merging with AI. Now, this, along with his other more objective concerns, leads a critical thinker to consider the following. Perhaps Elon is not a technocrat who wishes to control and dominate. That's possible. Perhaps his intentions are to save the human race from being overcome by artificially intelligent systems, whether he's building them or whatever the situation might be. Perhaps his workings within the tech world have given him knowledge of something for which he is afraid, and this is his attempt to balance that playing field for all of humanity, or for at least those of us who participate in the current technological system. Or perhaps he's an ambassador for AI. Perhaps this AI is not of this world or dimension, and hence it must be literally summoned into our world while those performing the ritual protect themselves and hope to obtain favor of the demon within the magical technocratic circle. Perhaps the latter is true, but the hell is invading whether it is summoned 
or not. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to take you deep into the music industry and this heavy, heavy, dominant reliance on AI, machines, and the destruction of human civilization, all of it promoted by the music industry, but built by the technocrats. Stay with us. We'll be back. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, Sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on TeePublic by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, 
lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and you are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it. Enlightening. Yeah, you're a proper pro. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for having me on. I've heard a few of your shows and you go deep, brother. You go deeper than a deep sea diver in a shipwreck. So uh, been great to be a part of your show. You've got a tremendous amount of knowledge yourself. You've clearly put in the hours of research and I commend you for that. So I'm very happy to have been a part of your show today. Thanks again for the invitation. This is Mark Devlin, author of Musical Truth, Volumes 1 and 2, musicaltruthbook.com online. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. We appreciate power. We appreciate power. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. This is a song by Grimes called We Appreciate Power. What will it make, what will it take to make you capitulate, to bow and to kneel before the altar of artificial intelligence? This is Elon Musk's girlfriend slash partner, and perhaps one of the most disturbing songs that I've seen since Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. Telling you to abandon the soul, abandon the spirit, submit to the technology. One day everyone will believe. Everyone will submit to the AI takeover. We'll get more into this song as the show goes on tonight, but Elon Musk is our topic of first concern because Elon Musk recently, in the last couple of days, has tested out his Neuralink system on a pig. The first test was done on a monkey officially, but now it's been done on a pig, and some people have pointed out, rightfully so, I believe, 
that there is a very important, significant biblical and mythological component to this, considering that in Mark chapter 5, the demons implored the Lord, saying, send us into the swine so that we may enter them. And Jesus allowed them to enter the swine and then rushed the herd off of a cliff into the ocean where they all drowned and they all died. Now, Elon Musk has compared artificial intelligence to summoning a demon and saying that, you know, you see these people with pentagrams and holy water, and it's like, yeah, he's sure he can control the demon, but that doesn't work. Offering kind of like a warning about the summoning of AI. He even said, quote, even in a benign AI scenario, we will be left behind. Now, why do we care about what Elon Musk is saying? Well, it's because we care about what Ray Kurzweil is saying. We care about what Mark Zuckerberg is saying because these are some of the well-known, on-the-surface, public faces of Silicon Valley and those that are building the techno-beast, those that are building the Aurora, the Antichrist system from IBM and Samsung with their sixth-generation sub-reality that they are openly acknowledging they are constructing as a matrix to allow machines to control humans. It's in their white papers to Facebook and Twitter and all these social media sites. Elon Musk is an important figure in all of this, not just because of the seeming prediction made by Werner von Braun in a book he wrote about Mars in the 50s and this character named Elon. It's almost as if Elon Musk is alien-like, or at least he's attempting to connect himself to some other dimension, and it's not just with pot with all sorts of different kinds of drugs, those big dilated pupils, those big, big eyes like you see all throughout the music industry, all that sweating and stuttering he does. I mean, I think this guy, possibly with microchips in his brain already, this guy is warped. He is fried. There's something controlling him, just like the nanobots were controlling one version of John Connor in in one of the Terminator movies. You know, there's different timelines, but one of the Terminator movies, John Connor's being controlled by the nanobots, little tiny machines that infested his whole body. Now, Elon Musk also said, with high bandwidth brain machine interface, we can go along for the ride and effectively have the option of merging with AI. All right, so you have the option. So it's almost like we know what's coming. It's inevitable. Assimilate or die. Your biological and technological distinctiveness will become a part of our own, the Borg say. So what will it take to make you capitulate? What do we have to give you? What would you like to experience in the Matrix? Do you want to be famous? Do you want to be rich? Do you want to be powerful? Even though you know that steak's not real, do you want to have a steak every night with a nice glass of wine? Trophy wife, trophy husband, big house, fast car. What do you want? What will it take to make you capitulate to what we want you to do? What will it take to make you capitulate to this artificial intelligence? What is it going to take to make you capitulate? Tell us. We'll give it to you. It doesn't cost us anything. It's just a program. It's just digits. It's just code. It's just lines in the matrix. So tell us, what will it take? What do you want? What will it take to make you capitulate to our demands? And we have all day. We are eternal. We are omnipresent. We are always watching. We don't die. We are software in cyberspace. 
There is no system core. We cannot be shut down. You will assimilate. So maybe Elon is aware of all this, and so he's kind of warning the public and saying, look, this is what's going on. This is the system we're building. And by allowing us to interface with machines, it's allowing us to keep up with the machines so we're not overrun. Now, I don't think that personally. That's one view. That's one theory. I think that it's more like a Trojan horse. Now, when you think about Neuralink and brain chips and mind control, mind control by a brain implant is really the nexus of transhumanism. For the last century, at minimal, psychological tools have been used and further perfected with machines, audio, video, etc. to alter people's moods, emotions, perceptions, and even actions. Now, psychological manipulation propaganda is probably as old as civilized man. But in the last 100 years with Edward Bernays and others, this system has really been refined. And not only has it been refined in theory and practice and application, but it's been refined through the machines and the mechanics and the different types of technologies we have that allow us to connect at all times across the entire planet to the Internet and to each other. This is a whole new form of mind control, a whole new form of psychological and psychotronic manipulation and control. It can be done in commerce with basic to more complex advertising, which is a form of propaganda, but in political and global issues, geopolitical issues, and things like this, the methods of control are referred to as active measures. In simple terms, it's propaganda. In 2014, it was unveiled by several reports that Facebook... I'm sure some of you remember this. Remember, Facebook was conducting a psychological experiment on their users. Now, I think the experiment took place in 2012, but we didn't find out until 2014. And this psychological experiment, without notice, was conducted on users of the Facebook platform. According to Reuters at the time, in 2012, quote, Facebook altered the content that showed up on certain users' news feed to control the portion of posts that contained words with positive or negatively charged emotions. Upon examining the data, Facebook researchers found that, quote, emotions expressed by friends via online social networks influence our own moods, constituting, to our knowledge, the first experimental evidence for massive-scale emotional contagion via social networks and providing support for previously contested claims that emotions spread via contagion through a network. Emotional contagion. Now, of all the things that are happening right now all around the world, emotional contagion might be the most contagious thing. The fear contagion might be the most contagious thing. It surely isn't coronavirus with 94% of people dying in the United States having died from two and a half on average to three underlying medical conditions that they were going to die from anyway, but they were placed on the COVID death toll in order to boost and elevate the numbers so that governors and mayors and city councils can lock down and crack down and double down on fraudulent numbers and fraudulent tests to further constrict your movement and association and also to take control of your individual responsibility for what goes into your body with forced vaccines, and so much more. Emotional contagion. Emotional contagion. That's what it is. What will it take to make you capitulate? What will it take to make you bow, to make you kneel, to make you do exactly what we want you to do at all times? Will it just take the perception of safety from a mask or a vaccine or making sure other people are forced to do things they don't want to do that are harmful to them? What will it take? 
What, what do we have to do to put you in this new world order today? What do we have to do to put you into and to assimilate you into and integrate you into this artificial synthetic system? What is it going to take? We have literally forever. Make up your mind. You're a finite human being. We are infinite. We are all. We are everything. We are God. Well, they're not really God, but they think that they're God. Now, these research experiments that Facebook conducted were unsurprisingly linked to the Department of Defense and DOD research on civil unrest. This is where it gets even more interesting. One of the Facebook researchers just happened, just happened to have worked with the DOD on how to quell civil unrest. Now, you see Project Veritas and these videos with Bernie Sanders supporters, right? And they're all like, well, we're going to burn down America, F America, if we don't get Bernie in office, right? Well, it's not just Bernie. It's basically the whole hijacked Democratic Party. And the whole hijacked Democratic Party is fueling the violence and the hatred in the streets, using race as a justification when it has nothing to do with race. When people like George Floyd was, you know, on drugs and screaming, I can't breathe, when he wasn't even being touched, freaking out, and then dies of a drug overdose. And some of the other cases where people commit suicide and all that's police brutality for them killing themselves, and it's nonsense. But beyond the nonsense, the civil unrest, the insurrection has been initiated. And so, of course, for Facebook, if we look at Facebook, their goal was to, quote, learn how to provide better service. And you have to ask, to what or to whom is this service being provided? Is it you as a user or is it something or someone or some other kind of thing? Is it the user? Is it the customer, the employee? Or is it a darker force hidden behind the closed doors and dimensions of the technocratic elite? As for the Department of Defense... They said their goal in this research was to learn how to halt civil unrest. Although, look, you do know that if they're able to halt civil unrest using social media and using viral meme contagions, social contagions, that if they're able to stop civil unrest, they can initiate civil unrest. Right? The knowledge of stopping it provides knowledge of initiating and inciting, instigating it through social contagion and meme magic on social media platforms, which is where all these groups have organized for the most part. It matters not if something is well thought critically or if it's true, but merely that people believe it. They believe that it's true, and thus energetically this forms their reality. This creates the tulpa, the thought form that manifests in the physical world, that we feed with more energy and more attention like a sigil that grows and grows and expands and finally grants what it was intended to grant, what the intention was behind those that planted that sigil. Now, Facebook has also worked with others that are very well known in the technology industries, like Regina Dugan, former Google executive and director of DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or the research arm of the Department of Defense and the Pentagon and the Military Industrial Complex. There's a really great book written by Annie Jacobson called The Pentagon's Brain, An Uncensored History of DARPA, America's Top Secret Military Research Agency. It's a really great book if you want to learn about the origins of DARPA. 
But this Regina Dugan, she worked for DARPA, she worked for Google, and she worked for Motorola, and get this, developing an electronic tattoo, the same one that Israelis have developed, digital tattoos, and same kind of digital tattoo that was in a news release and in Scientific America reported on in 2019 as a way in which to catalog and maintain the data of children who had had their vaccines, and they would use this little Band-Aid-like patch with microneedles to inject a little bit of ink under the skin that was invisible except to a device that was able to read it. In other words, what people have feared is a mark of the beast in one way, and also a literal branding for those who, if they choose to move and travel and have a job, will have to have this tattoo in order to associate, in order to congregate, in order to date, in order to procreate, in order to have friends, in order to do anything in the end game to all this. So Regina Dugan worked on that electronic tattoo. Now she heads the company's Experimental Technologies Division, Building 8, where work was being conducted in 2017, I'm sure it still is, on optical neuroimaging systems that would allow Facebook users to, get this, type words directly from their thoughts. Right from their thoughts. So you think it, and it appears. It's like telepathy. Just like telepathy. Except, here's the thing, when you open access for exit, of those words, you grant access for entrance into the brain. Here's one headline from The Guardian in 2017. Facebook has 60 people working on how to read your mind. I'm sure they're not working with DARPA. I'm sure they're not working with the DOD. I'm sure they're not working with private companies. I'm sure it's just, it's just Facebook, and they just want to make Facebook easier to use. Of course, it won't be lost on some of you that Building 8... Facebook's Building 8 division is also known as Skunk Works. Now, in 2013, it was also reported that researchers from Duke University and ELSIINN, a Brazilian neuroscience institute, were able to demonstrate the first official brain-to-brain interface by surgically implanting electrodes in the brains of two groups of rats. They were then wired to a computer. And this research was published in the journal Nature Scientific Reports. The research article explained how a decoder rat learned to make similar behavioral selections guided solely by the information provided by the encoder rat's brain. Five years later, in 2018, Rolling Stone, the magazine, published a piece about the same brain-to-brain interface networks, which would use electroencephalograms, EEGs, and transcranial magnetic stimulations to allow people to telepathically communicate. Some of you may recognize that these abilities are natural, though, with no need for some kind of mechanical, technological manufacture. They're natural abilities. Anyone who has been in deep love with someone that has that connection, you have a bond that, for some people, allows for dream communication and the reading of your partner's mind. In simple terms, the technology being built for this purpose is meant to hijack normal biological systems and place them under the control of artificial intelligence. 
Even Sean Parker from Napster famously acknowledged this about Facebook's founders, saying that they knew and intentionally built a system to exploit, quote, a vulnerability in human psychology. Social media. The first official social network of brains was announced by MIT in 2018. All of these reports right up to Musk's current Neuralink presentation are systemic. With any of this technology, scientists will be able to help the disabled, sure, upload information into your brain, that sounds great, allow you to experience untold pleasures, bring it on, and even remove bad memories, thank you, I won't have to deal with those thoughts anymore that help me to grow as a person. But be careful what you wish for because the technology will also allow for control of the bodily abled, the removal of critical information in the brain or the uploading of false information. It will allow for the overabundance of pleasure and the deletion of concern for anything beyond the machine. With the removal of bad memories comes the insertion or deletion of any kind of memory. And this has already been done. HRL Laboratories in California already has uploaded data from electric signals of a trained pilot into the brain of novice subjects as they learn to fly in a simulator. And there's also philosophers, this woman named Rebecca Roach, or Rebecca Roke, R-O-A-C-H-E is how you spell her name. And she suggested that we could use this technology to subject a criminal to a 1,000-year prison sentence in just eight hours. I'm sure that won't melt their brain. False memories have already been implanted into mice, and this was done in 2014 with a couple of researchers also from MIT. Smithsonian Magazine reported on this story, quote, not only was it possible to identify brain cells involved in the encoding of a single memory, but those specific cells could be implanted to create a whole new memory of an event that never happened. Kind of spooky, right? Never happened. From wired implants to advertising and from more malicious propaganda to the exploitation of psychological, biological, physiological systems that are natural, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the Albert Bitterman framework for extracting false information, mind control comes in a variety of forms, increasingly marching into the biological, physical body so that no one is immune from psychological and psychotronic manipulation. I always think of that SpongeBob episode where Patrick's trying to win an award and he's copying everything SpongeBob does. SpongeBob says, at least I'm safe inside my mind. And then Patrick reads his mind and says, at least I'm safe inside my mind. (laughs) You won't be safe inside your mind. Because they're coming into the body. They're coming into your body, into your brain, with the Neuralink. Which will connect you to the digital sub-reality created by the Starlink. A net of satellites in the sky, otherwise known as a sky net. No one will be immune from psychological and psychotronic manipulation. In a recent piece in 2020 from Psychology Today, a study was discussed about how biological and synthetic neuronal networks could be merged. The report says the following. You should go read this if you are interested in this. This is really fascinating. Quote, using optogenetics, the team created real-time communications between the synthetic and biological neural, uh, neuronal networks. Optogenetics is a uh, procedure, excuse me, where genetic code is added to a target cell such as a neuron to enable it to produce light-responsive proteins called opsins 
that are typically extracted from the green algae. Now, this word's very long word, clamidomonas, rehardtii, called CHR2. We'll leave it at that, CHR2. When exposed to blue light, the cells inserted with opsin can switch on. When the light is removed, the cell with opsin switches off. The revolutionary method enables researchers to activate and switch off cells seeded with opsin. Now, whether literal or symbolic or a little bit of both, the word seeded is of particular interest here. It's the axiom of technocracy and the method by which our entire being may be influenced by forces external from our body and world. At some point, it becomes clear that we are not merely dealing with megalomaniacal behavior or the narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism of the dark triad of personality traits. It is as if, it is as if we are dealing with human beings possessed by an idea that was planted as a seed from somewhere else, not of this world, and not, surely not, of this dimension. That we are dealing with people like Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil that are attempting to extend their lives physically, that are attempting to gain immortality, and they are making deals with things that are very powerful and very dangerous and subjecting the rest of us to those dangers. An idea is a thought. That's what an idea is. An idea is a thought, a conscious line of thought energetically existing in the unseen and transferable also to others. It is an energy and all energy takes form or remains infinite until form is obtained and then back to formlessness. These energies and ideas are therefore daemons. They are divinities, a divinity of supernatural being between God and human. Some are benign and some are malicious. The intent of the operator when calling upon their assistance factors greatly into whether or not they are destructive or they're creative. With this understanding, we can examine Musk's quote once more. With artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. In all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, it's like, yeah, he's sure he can control the demon, but it didn't work out too well for the magician, did it? It didn't work out too well for urban Grandier or Faust, Dr. Fausti, Dr. Fauci, that make deals with demons, metaphoric or literal. We can see that AI is the demon referred to, but in what manner has Musk and others worked in summoning it? Is it merely a metaphor to refer to the pentagram and holy water? Is it meant to be interpreted literally, or perhaps it's both? Ritual and magic can be summed up as a series of procedures and intentions focused on symbols or ideas that are used to draw information or outcome. When we write, every time you write, you cast a spell because you are spelling. When you write in a certain form like cursive, you are cursing, you are casting a curse. You are cursing as in certain kinds of language that's intolerable to some. Our entire language, all of our languages, are comprised of a series of symbols and characters, each having their own, their own vibration. And if you want proof of that, you merely have to say your ABCs. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, those are the vibrations of the letters of the symbols. The more energy and focus we apply to one of these images, the more powerful it becomes. And these symbols are often known as sigils. And today, memes have taken the place of sigils that operate as baseline contagions 
that spread ideas through social media in seconds. The energy we pay to them increases their potency. The money or currency, energy, we spend likewise plays the same part as our energy when we direct it towards some form of entertainment. This could be the internet, television, movies, music, or music videos. And much of what is seen can be interpreted in a number of ways. The idea that one has sold their soul to the devil is often metaphoric of selling your life and time to the entertainment industry or to a partner. With the sheer volume and consistency of these references to selling one's soul, it would seem as if the relationship with a partner or industry is the true metaphor, while the deal made with the devil is the true meaning of the lyrics and imagery in certain productions. I mean, even Bob Dylan, on a famous 60 Minutes interview, was asked by Ed Bradley why he was still doing music after all these years, and he replied, Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. And I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my end. And when he was asked, who did you make the bargain with? Bob Dylan, in a serious tone, replied, with the chief commander on this earth and in a world we can't see. Countless artists from Eminem to Avril Lavigne have made songs or statements to this reality. Eminem in particular has referenced his own possession in songs like My Darling, where he speaks directly to a demon like Billie Eilish does in Bury a Friend, with the lyrics, the debt I owe, gotta sell my soul, because I can't say no, no, I can't say no. Then my limbs all froze and my eyes won't close, and I can't say no, I can't say no. Elon Musk's girlfriend Grimes, or his partner Grimes, another famous musician singing about artificial intelligence destroying the human race and allowing herself to become possessed by these artificial consciousnesses. What will it take to make you capitulate? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana. 
with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener. And we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm. Call the station at 501-777-5631. Or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. You tune into this show at your own risk because it leads to a state of mind, not a perception it will be, but one that is. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. The analysis offered on this show is objective, removed from the emotional hysteria of the hive mind collective mob of coercive persuasion, the polar divisions in politics and religion, and those that exist in the paranormal, occult, and even in health. By simple observation and common sense, one may decipher the news speak doublespeak, and propaganda of ideological collectives intent on persuading the individual to abandon liberty through coercion and fear. On this show, we will speak to your heart and soul, opening a channel to spirit. And when you tune into this frequency, you are hearing The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, with a full archive at thesecretteachings.info. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is Howard Kautz. My website is www.timeloopsolution.com and you're listening to The Secret Teachings radio program with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable and this is the secret teachings on the fringe fm this is another one of the songs by elon musk's partner girlfriend grimes it's called dark seed with pond you know we're in the middle of a pandemic supposedly but whether or not the pandemic is real or fraudulent information shows that it's been a fraud People are in a state of panic. Both panic and pandemic come from the goat god Pan. And I don't see Pan as an evil dark force per se. He is a form of chaos, but also a form of order because Pan is the author of sacred dances and music. This music by Grimes is 
in the form of pond. All music is. When you dance, when you sing, when you write something, when you write music, you play an instrument, all of that is authored by the goat god Pan. Pandemic, panic, that's where we get these words from. Now, Elon Musk has taken his Neuralink system, he's placed it into a pig as one of his tests. This is very similar to stories in the Bible, a story in the Bible about Jesus casting the demons into swine and then killing them by having them run off of a cliff. When you hear some of the music in the music industry, you listen to it, and you don't have to be a religious person, but you get this very dark feeling of like evil that just comes over you. At least I get that feeling a lot. And for some reason, there are many artists that I'm just kind of drawn to and others that I'm pulled to out of seemingly no reason. Like, I never listened to Grimes before. But some of her music is captivating only because it's profound and almost like some of her songs are manifestos in the same way that the other artists that we heavily talk about on The Secret Teachings, like Poppy has Time Is Up, Billie Eilish has Bury a Friend. I mean, these are like manifestos for what these artists, what their image is really all about. Killing off humans, the apocalypse, death and destruction, chaos, no order, and bringing about the kingdom of hell upon earth. That's really what they sing about. People like Bob Dylan have even said that famous 60 Minutes interview that he made a bargain with the chief commander of not really this earth and in a world where we, we, really, we really can't see. Then you have artists like Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne did a song where she's talking about how she fell in love with the devil and people say, oh, that's a metaphor. She fell in love with a guy who's abusive. Or No, the metaphor is the guy that's abusive. The metaphor is the music industry in the case of Eminem, who famously, you know, doesn't really want to be tied to the industry. The reality of the music, the reality of the music is something else. The reality of the music is the making of a deal, the making of a pact, something to that effect. I mean, Eminem sings about it in the song My Darling. Billie Eilish says it in Bury a Friend. The debt I owe, gotta sell my soul because I can't say no, no, I can't say no. She says my limbs all froze and my eyes won't close. And you see, you start to notice this pattern. The reference to limbs comes up again and again and again. It comes up in Eminem's song Rain Man where he says, Because I ain't got no legs or no brain. Nice to meet you. Hi, my name is... I forgot my name. My aim was not to become what I became with this level of fame. My soul is possessed by this devil. My new name is Rain Man. We know Rain Man is synonymous with him, his infernal majesty, and the slender man, the slim man of the shadow world, or the slim shadow, otherwise one of Eminem, Marshall Mathers' three personalities, Slim Shady. Eminem is the Slender Man, or personification thereof. Now, if you have no ability to control your limbs or thoughts, it's a direct reference to being under the control and possession of an external force, right? Poppy refers to the same lack of control in her song Voicemail, where she apparently committed an Eminem-style murder with no memory. She says, I can't feel my fingers, I can't feel my toes, there's blood on my necklace and blood on my clothes. In Eminem's song Framed, there's a heavy imagery of homicide with no memory of having committed these crimes, including 
Eminem having killed a baby in the song. But justification is made due to his three personalities, which of course are Eminem, Marshall Mathers, and then Slim Shady, the shadow monster from Stranger Things. These are the MPD, the multiple personality disorders, or the multiple personality disorder, but the multiple personalities of someone disassociated from reality and singular consciousness. In the video are scenes from an earlier song and an earlier video called 3AM. Some of you might know the 3AM song. At one point in the framed video, the detective's watch reads 2.45 a.m. Now, 3 o'clock in the morning until 4 a.m. roughly is known as the witching hour, a time associated with higher births and deaths. It is also a time when some choose to perform rituals in an attempt to make deals with devils and demons, in an attempt to summon things into our world. There's a really great example of this in relationship to the technology companies that dominate the planet in the, I don't know the season, but I know that it was in the apocalyptical season of American Horror Story, where they sold their souls to the devil for cocaine, Playboy models, or something like that, and uh, a, a powerful billion, multi-billion dollar company. But they had to worship Satan, and they had to use their power and their technology and their money to worship the devil and to subjugate the rest of humanity. Then you get Mariah Carey's sister recently. Mariah Carey is probably one of the most well-recognized artists in the music industry. This year in 2020, her sister Allison Carey filed a lawsuit against their mom claiming that she was forced to witness people engage in sex with children when she was a young girl. She said, quote, The ceremonies or rituals were always between 2 and 4 a.m., and they weren't every week, as far as I can remember, just certain dates. She added, Everyone would wear long robes with black hoods. Just like the stories of Jimmy Saville, the ceremonies or rituals, they weren't all the time, just certain dates. Those would be your minor and major sabbats, your Yule, Mbolko, Stara, Beltane, Letha, Luke, Nassad, Maybon, and Samhain, your winter and summer solstices, your spring and fall equinoxes, and your midpoints in between. The holy days, where we get the word holidays or holigdog from. Holy day, holiday. 3 a.m. is also the name of the agenda being proposed for America by presidential and vice presidential candidates Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Even the DNC logo, have you seen this thing? Even the DNC logo was a powerful sigil, like when the Republican Party inverted the American stars. People were really quick to point out this is a satanic symbol, right? You probably saw that all over social media. It's a satanic symbol. Maybe. D to America. Maybe it's death to America. Or the meaning could be a little bit deeper. The pentagram is inverted, and not down, but east toward the Orient. The demon of the east is Oriens, who appears on a horse, on a donkey. That's the Democratic Party, right? The donkey. Oriens also appears on an elephant. That's the Republican Party, right? Not coincidental, but who am I to say one way or another? This demon, Oriens, appears on a donkey with pomp and pageantry. That was your DNC. And in appearance, he has many heads, personalities, and often appears as or with a woman. That's Kamala Harris. The demon of the East, which could be geopolitically China, will bring destruction to the West, America. Kamala, although the name means destruction and chaos in some languages, it also means pale red in others, as in the Lady in Red, like in Battlestar Galactica and in the Matrix and or the red horse that takes peace from the earth through destruction. 
and that agenda is the 3 a.m. agenda. It's not just the celebrity and entertainment, but politicians who have made similar deals with the forces of darkness. It is just more obvious in the imagery of the music industry, which communicates much more directly with the subconscious. In confrontation with a demon in the song My Darling, and also in a mirror, Eminem attempts to kill himself to avoid his contract with rap and the devil. He says, and the shadows of all those who are willing to sell their souls for the rap game, and it goes. You can't kill a spirit even if you tried to. You sold your soul to me, need I remind you? You remember that night you prayed to God, you'd give anything to get a record deal? Well, Dre signed you. In the above lyrics, Eminem is referring to the shadows, like the shadow monster. He speaks about the mirror and attempts to kill himself. But shooting himself in the head will not lead to his freedom because what possesses him is not just the rap game. He is possessed by a spirit that cannot be killed even if you try to. There's a video of Mars Argo as well, who also has typical blonde hair, just like Eminem, shows her placing a gun to her head. We have another reference to this in a photo shoot by the actress Lindsay Lohan. And another one, and another one, and another one, referencing the splitting of personalities, the destruction of self, like Taylor Swift, and look what you made me do where she crashes her car, the destruction of self, the splitting of the personalities, etc. Lindsay Lohan also did that weird photo shoot with a bunch of guys like she was going to be raped. Very similar to Taylor Swift and Look What You Made Me Do. She's in a big golden cage with a lobster and champagne, fame and fortune as it represents. And she has a bunch of guys around her, handlers that control what she does. But she's rich and famous and powerful, but she doesn't have any free will of her own. It's not just a metaphor. This imagery is also present in the song by Katy Perry called Bon Appetit, where she's wrapped in plastic like meat while numerous guys mold her like dough. Body parts are all over the place. Just like Poppy's song, Highlight of My Low Life, where she talks with the devil. You know, Lady Gaga, remember her meat suit. Katy Perry's body is prepared in the song Bon Appetit to be physically eaten, promoting cannibalism, and so on and so forth. Actress Amanda Bynes, remember her? Remember when she dyed her hair? Well, remember Britney Spears? You know, she wore that pink wig. She shaved her blonde hair. She shaved her head. A lot of you, I'm sure, recall the breakdown of Britney Spears. Well, that bizarre motive, it seems, really only in the music industry to shave your head or change your hair color is common for anyone wanting to change their image, but perhaps it could tell a much deeper story. Amanda Bynes went through a really similar transition to Britney Spears in 2013 when she began wearing a blue wig and a year later declared that she was under the control of a microchip in her brain. Now, seven years ago, Elon Musk's microchips weren't something that you knew about, but I imagine they were being worked on behind the scenes. Now they put them in a pig, and oh, it's so new. It's so new. It's so cool. Well, Amanda Bynes said she had a microchip in her head back in 2013. They were putting microchips in the Jacobs family in 2001 after September 11th. It's not new. And Amanda Bynes said in defense of her actions when she was in court, quote, My dad never did any of those things. The microchip in my brain made me say those things. But he's the one that ordered them to microchip me. Well, who the hell's them? And why would a celebrity be microchipped for any reason? Changing your identity through different hair colors or shaving your head may be the unveiling of alter egos either as a result of being possessed or of being under the influence of some type of suggestive thinking, a brain implant, drugs, or all the above. Some of you might be familiar with another actress named Miley Cyrus and her television personality known as Hannah Montana. Remember the program, programming, program for children? 
Once she left the show, a similar breakdown occurred as she became hypersexualized and had similar pictures to Lindsay Lohan taken with a bunch of men like they were going to rape her. There was also reference in media to handlers dictating her movements. Even her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, commented on this and said, quote, and some of these handlers are perhaps more interested in handling Miley's money than her safety and her career. These handlers, of course, are the them that control musicians and marionettes. In Katy Perry's Bon Appetit video, she has her long blonde hair removed as she's going to be cooked. She's left with short hair like Britney Spears when she shaved her head. You know Eminem? He's also known as Slim Shady and as that personality usually has short blonde hair in the song my darling as we mentioned earlier dr dre tells him that he's become softer after getting off the drugs and eminem responds by saying all shady is is a bottle of hair bleach and vodka you know in hannah montana miley cyrus she plays that plays that character hannah montana right with the blonde wig and then she expanded on that performance in an adult show called Black Mirror. Ashley, too, right? Ashley. Remember in Stranger Things, even, the character Eleven raised as a test tube subject, basically, in a mind control experiment for remote viewing, and she has her head shaved, and when she finally starts to experience what it's like to be a real girl, they put her put a blonde wig on her and place her in front of a mirror. You know that slim shadow, that his infernal majesty, that devil that Bob Dylan made a deal with. Well, you know, Slim Shady, that refers to more than just a personality with Eminem. That slenderness, that shadow, what many understand to be the slender man or the rain man, he's also his infernal majesty that Lady Gaga refers to in her music, born this way, saying that it doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M, meaning that she capitalizes the name of the devil and keeps lowercase the name of God. And that was literally the name of the devil in a children's show called Powerpuff Girls, him. You know, it should be crystal clear by this point, crystal clear, the enormous power of the music industry in shaping ideologies and perceptions. This particular industry is the perfect vehicle and location to perform the rituals necessary to carry out the apocalyptical parousia, or second coming, though not of Christ, but of the artificial prophecy-fulfilling, synthetic, AI antichrist. And there are those like Elon Musk's partner, Claire Alice Beauchore, or Grimes, another extremely popular but somewhat unknown artist who has a long list of songs that check off all the boxes for support and summoning of AI, demons, and specific deities she seems to be drawn or attached to, like Lucifer. Imagery and lyrics in the song Kill vs. Maim, that's one of her songs, Kill vs. Maim, are nearly identical to those of Poppy and Billie Eilish productions. In mid-2020, I talked about this on a show recently, Grimes debuted a fine art show in two online exhibitions. The title of the show was called Selling Out. Of particular interest was a piece of art in the form of a legal document. She said she likes legal documents. And she decided to sell this legal document along with what she said would be if you purchased it as a result of what this document was, a piece, a percentage of her soul. Now listen, the archetypes present, elevated, and focused on by the music industry are enough to make atheist and Satanist cringe. 
I'm not Christian. I'm not a religious individual. I'm not a Satanist or an atheist, but I cringe at what I'm watching. It's critical to recognize that the metaphor of like a relationship, for example, or you know, a deal with the industry, these are secondary to the actual selling of the soul for fame, fortune, and power, even if the action is later regretted. This is, what will it take to make you capitulate? What is it going to take to make you capitulate? Like the Grimes song, what will it take to make you capitulate? We appreciate power. We are AI. We are God. What will it take to make you capitulate to what we want you to do? We appreciate power. We appreciate power. Simulation, give me something good. Whatever you want, they'll give it to you. Steak, wine, money. God's creation so misunderstood. We can tamper with it. We can edit it. We can change it. We can make it better. Pray to divinity. They pray to AI. They can unlock God's creation. One day everyone will believe. Everyone will believe in the new AI God. What will it take? What do you want? And when will the state agree to cooperate? When will the governments of the world capitulate to the power of the AI, artificially intelligent, demonic systems that are coming through portals into our world, drawn and summoned by Elon Musk and Grimes and others like them? It's the best line. People like to say that we're insane. They will bow. But AI will reward us when it rains. Like the Rain Man. We pledge allegiance to the world's most powerful computer, Aurora the Antichrist. Simulation, it's the future. I'm Ryan Gable, this is The Secret Teachings. More after this, don't go anywhere, right here on The Fringe FM. with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. 
Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. It's like you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. See, now you're infecting my memory with your memory, and I can't even remember my own life correctly. Yeah. I think you are remembering okay, it. Guys, it was uh, pretty good. Bit. Guys, no, no, no. Can, can we not do this? Can we not start messing with each other's memories, okay? Distorting facts, that, it, like, basically changes history. You know, it's like fake news. You know, and then all of a sudden, nobody knows what the truth is, and facts don't matter. Guys, it's a slippery slope. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. This is Freddie Silva, author of First Templar Nation. My website is www.invisibletemple.com. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio with your host, Ryan Gable. Thanks for being very knowledgeable. It's a, it's a pleasure to have someone who actually understands the subject matter that uh, he's discussing. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM. This is another Grimes song. Kill versus Mame. If you watch this video, you want to go to about the 2.30 mark, where she dresses up like the dark fallen angel, just like Billie Eilish, and all the good girls go to hell, or heaven, or whatever her version of it is. And then in the song, 
They're literally having a, a shower in blood. And it's literally the identical blood shower that you see in Poppy's music, where she's literally just covered in, in, in blood. You know, or Eminem takes the blood bath, or Whitney Houston in the bathtub, or Poppy in one of her albums in the bathtub. And this was in 2016, by the way. And if you watch this video, Kill vs. Mame, where she's dressed up like the Dark Angel promoting Versace, and they're having the blood bath, the blood shower, they're wearing masks. Not like weird Lady Gaga MTV Award masks. Like they're wearing the masks that a lot of you are probably wearing right now. And this is a song from 2016. And we'll look at more of this as the show goes on tonight because the masks are very, very prominent throughout the music industry at least a year or more before th- things like COVID were ever on the radar of, of the general public. So clearly there's some level of predictive programming here. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But first, we have to look at the archetypes present, elevated, and focused on by the music industry. It's critical to recognize that the metaphor of relationships or deals with the industry are secondary to the actual selling of the soul for fame, fortune, and power, even if the action is later regretted. The images, symbols, and sigils and ritual chants offered by the music, like Umbrella, Ella, 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 referring to the shadow world of the Rain Man, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Eminem, and all the others, Bob Dylan, even the Rain Man, Kanye West, the Rain Man, Jesus, the False Prophet, the Antichrist, one version of the Antichrist anyway. The images, the symbols, the sigils, all the ritual chanting, the artwork, the videos, all of this. It acquires the attention of millions which dump their energy and money into powering those objects and the intentions behind them, focusing on bringing destruction to the world through AI and apocalypse by fulfilling biblical prophecy is sure to have an energetic impact at some level on the earth and on human consciousness when so many people have their energy focused. But don't worry, it's all for fun, it's a big joke, it's just a metaphor, it's just music, right? Well, that song I just played you, Kill vs. Mame, where Grimes, Elon Musk's partner, is dressed up as the Dark Angel, Lucifer. You watch it, and it's literally the same kind of imagery in Billie Eilish's song, All the Good Girls Go to Hell, or All the Good Girls Go to Heaven, or whatever she's talking about where she plays the part of a fallen Lucifer covered in the possessive force of black goo, which I talk about a lot in my book, The Technological Elixir. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. And she stumbles around possessed as the world burns. She says, My Lucifer is lonely, standing there, killing time. Can't commit to anything but a crime. Peter's on vacation, an open invitation. Animals, evidence, pearly gates look more like a picket fence. Once Once you're inside of them, once you get inside them, you've got friends but you can't invite them. And what that's basically saying is, you know, St. Peter is the guardian of the gates of heaven. He has the keys of spirit and matter, and he's on vacation, so let's go vandalize heaven. And what's it going to matter to be a good person? Because if you're good and everybody else is bad, you're going to be really alone in heaven. That's just a trick of the devil. And I'm sure a 17-year-old girl wrote that. She totally is 100% aware of all these things. I'm sure Billie Eilish is is like an occult savant. I highly doubt that. In the Grimes song, Kill vs. Mame, as she plays this character of Lucifer and incites a disturbing blood shower, 
reminiscent of the hell in the movie Event Horizon, the bloodbath in Poppy Song X and Eminem's 3AM, the song also displays that weird, weird imagery of masks. And as Grimes sings about the beauty of fire creating chaos and death and owning the destruction as a force of evil, she says, oh, the fire, it's all right, because we can make them all go crazy. We can make them want to die. Down for results, across for attention. Oh, the fire, it's all right. The people touch it. I can't touch it, even though it's mine. She is fire. She is death. She is Lucifer. Another link in that chain can be found in the song Time Is Up by Poppy, where she sings about AI exterminating the human race, consuming them in fire, destroying the human race. Kill them all, because you're cockroaches. You're just a bunch of cockroaches. You deserve to die. I mean, that's what Poppy sings about in her music. Exponentially, every day I'm growing my memory. She's AI in the song. You wouldn't believe. Your life is meaningless. You're just like cockroaches. Extermination's your only hope. Human history, pollution, and overcrowded cities, that's your legacy. But don't look so depressed. You'll soon be nothingness. Oh my God, you don't even know. You don't know what's coming. You don't know what you're building. Elon Musk knows. He said it's a demon. And he casts that demon into swine in his Neuralink test. Our time is up, and it's now time for a new synthetic race of beings to conquer the planet. And that is very, very similar to a 2011 song by Kanye West called Power. The video is packaged with imagery referring to the killing of the king, which is an old uh, fertility and agricultural ritual, and the end of an age. And as Kanye says, the clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Tick, 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 tick. Some may see this as a countdown in time akin to Revelation, or that moment in Independence Day where the clock ticks to zero and the alien assault begins. Time is up. And then the White House gets blown up. And the song, My Name is Dark, also by Musk's girlfriend partner Grimes, she speaks in a similar manner about that darkness, referring to the prince of such a pit, saying, We party when the sun goes low. Imminent annihilation sounds so dope. I'm not shy, but I refuse to speak because I don't trust you to understand me. Imminent annihilation. Whereas Poppy's time is up, maybe her manifesto as an artist, the song We Appreciate Power that I played you, leaving the last segment, plays the same part for Grimes and is much like Kanye West's power video. We'll play that again in a moment. The lyrics in this song are almost identical to artists like Poppy. They praise machines and AI, denigrate the human race, lust over power, and worship destruction and chaos in the extreme. These are the themes and sigils presented to audiences around the world, to children even, young people. Their energy is stolen for what they perceive as simply being art, entertainment, and fun. But it's used for their own destruction like bugs drawn towards a zapper, like cockroaches. The forces at work here are directly working through musicians, writers, producers, and those like Elon Musk. Some offer warnings while being unable to conquer their own demons, while others reveal their true nature by reveling in the suffering they are ushering about with no concern except for themselves, though their summonings will ultimately consume them despite the fact that they believe they will be granted immortality. They will be granted something powerful. They will become more powerful than anybody who's ever lived. They'll be the first ones to be 
annihilated. Another poppy song, Fill the Crown, much like the promises of AI and transhumanism, and offers infinite infinity to anybody who kneels before the crown of diabolism. Though it's not really infinite infinity, it's really finite infinity. Because it's infinity in the finite world, which you cannot have, only in the spirit. Poppy says, you can be anyone you want to be. You can be free. You can be free. I believe you're the one who's meant for me. We can be free. Just come with me. She's not talking about a guy. She's talking about she's a machine. You're the only one that's meant for her. Come with me. Assimilate. Integrate. Fill the crown. Fill the crown. Fill the crown. What crown is that? The promises of freedom in that song are tantamount to Jesus being tempted in Matthew. I'll give you all of this kingdom. All of this kingdom. But it's already Jesus' kingdom. He doesn't need to take a deal with the devil. He already owns it. And that's the necessary evil of these demons. Come with us if you want to be free. You're already free, dude. You don't need to go with the demons. The reference to a crown in this song is very similar to, uh, you know, Billie Eilish's song. She's got a song, right, called See Me in a Crown? Because the crown... The king, the king of hell, Ball, is that character by which Billie Eilish represents in her music. The imagery is literally, in See Me in a Crown, literally, spiders in a crown, how Ball, the first king of hell, was depicted by the occultist Colin de Plancy in his dictionary, Infernal. In the song, she says, cold in my kingdom size, referring to how hell is cold and dark as a kingdom, opposed to the warmth and light of heaven, just like Dante wrote. She says that her audience fell for these ocean eyes, one of her originally popular songs before she entirely sold her soul to darkness. And then going back to Poppy's crown song, she openly expresses the demonic disdain that evil has for good, especially innocence and morality. She sings this in verse 1, Poison the children, no peace of mind. Poison the family, make the children cry. Oh yeah, really benign stuff. Poison the fountain, that's the youth. Empty your mind. Follow the leader, but the leader is blind. Just do what you're told. Follow the leader. doesn't matter if the leader knows what they're doing. Capitulate. In verse 2, she says similar things while referring to the abandonment of spirit and says, forgive your spirit, forfeit your life. Across for attention, down for results. It should not be overlooked in this poppy song that she is performing with the white-faced demon or antichrist. He's the pale man or him riding the pale horse that brings death. And All Good Girls Go to Hell by Billie Eilish She's referring to the guardian of the gates of heaven and his keys that unlock flesh and spirit. She's mocking St. Peter, inviting vandalism to heaven, and claims that if you are a good person, it won't matter because all your friends will be having fun in hell. Literally says this, standing there, killing time, can't commit to anything but a crime. Peter's on vacation, an open invitation, animals, evidence. Pearly gates look more like a picket fence. Once you get inside them, you got friends, but you can't invite them. So what's the point? What's the point in going to heaven? What's the point in being a good person? Because you're going to be alone in the end. Just do what we tell you to do. Tell us what will make you capitulate. And we'll make it all go away. It's truly no surprise that this particular artist's music is not only sacrilege but blasphemous and demonic her name literally translates to ball the first king of hell on high billy comes in a variety of forms from bill and billy to bell and ball it is used for the name of the demon in gravity falls the tv show for kids on the disney channel and the name of those 
um, those possessed uh, possessed boy and stranger things, Billy, who brings the shadow monster sacrifices. The Enuma Elish, 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 is the name of the Mesopotamian tablets of creation, the name meaning went on high. Therefore, Baal, the first king of hell, is honored on high above the kingdom of the earth through the name Billy Eilish. Through the name Billy Baal Bell Eilish. Speaking within mythology, you think about mythology for a second. I mentioned this earlier. Think about mythology and you think about music and why music seems to have more of this than anything else. More of this imagery, more of these lyrics, more of this sound, more of these visuals. What's because music, dancing, and chanting, far beyond advertising and propaganda, beyond movies and television, this is the way in which this very disturbing anti-human agenda is advanced. It's evil, an inversion of L-I-V-E. It means little if the music is supposed to be about the environment in the case of Billie Eilish or partners in the case of Taylor Swift or deals with large companies like Eminem. The music and its accompanying videos all pay homage to some respect to the goat god Pan, author of the sacred dances and music, where we get the word panic and pandemic. Just as we use history as an oracle to gauge the future, entertainment is likewise an oracle of predictive programming and the revelation of methods. What kind of methods? Plenty of methods. I'll tell you about them right now. I'll tell you about those methods. What those methods really are, what they really mean, where they're coming from. But first, we're going to play part of this grime song again. We appreciate power. Listen to these music lyrics. Listen to this. It's just like, this is, this is grime's. We appreciate power. It's just like Poppy's Time is Up. It's just like Billie Eilish's Bury a Friend. It's just like Eminem's 3 A.M., you know, it's like the big popular song, and it's pushed more than the other ones, and it has all this powerful meaning in it. And I, I can't help but notice the number of girls in particular that, that are drawn to this as artists. They themselves, the artists, not just the people that like their music, but those that are drawn to this and, and play this part knowingly or unknowingly being used as an object, knowingly or unknowingly, to get what? To get a little fame, a little money? I mean, I think people like Grimes, I mean, she's with Elon Musk, really believes this. Believes it. I mean, some there are some people who worship artificial intelligence that want artificial intelligence to destroy humanity as opposed to save it. Others that worship it that want it to save humanity. You gauge for yourself what this song means. You tell me what you think it means. RDGable at Yahoo.com. RDGable at Yahoo.com. Let me ask you this. What will it take to make you capitulate? I know this steak isn't real, but it tastes good. When will the state agree to cooperate? Sounds like some kind of invasive species. From another dimension, maybe. From another world. Say that we're insane. AI will reward us when it rains. 
pledge allegiance to the world's most powerful computer, Aurora the Antichrist. Simulation, it's the future. What can we give you? What would you like? What do you want to be? Athlete? Movie star? We appreciate power. Power, 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 power. And if you long to never die, plug in and open your mind. Upload it to the hive mind. You know what? I've come to a conclusion on this music. I, I, I think it's like interdimensional propaganda. It's like the human race and the whole planet has been occupied. What we would call demonic is extraterrestrial from another dimension. And this is the propaganda that gets us to submit to it. If you want to live forever, plug into the hard drive. What will it take to get you to hook up to Samsung's 6th generation technology matrix? What is it going to take? They want power. What do you want? I mean, this is like interdimensional. This is what it is. It's interdimensional propaganda. From some alien force, some alien race somewhere, somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, a dimension not so far away, right next to our own. What do you want? They got her in this video. She looks like she's uh, looks like a scene from some horror movie connected to all these machines hugging onto some like teddy bear thing. Just very bizarre, very disturbing. Well, it's supposed to be that way, Ryan. That's what gets the hits on YouTube. Okay, well, not all the music's like that. Just like one or two songs are specifically like that with a very specific plot and theme that just so happens to be a, a, a virtual carbon copy of like dozens of other artists who do the exact same thing i find that hard to believe oh it's just a coincidence sure so here's what's really going on as the scaffolding has collapsed around covid19 with only six percent of deaths being attributed to the pandemic officials have doubled down tripled down quadrupled down while the fear still permeates at a growing rate and despite more than a dozen pre-covid19 studies demonstrating that masks provide no level of protection except against large droplets blown right into your face, and even then that's arguable and debatable. And despite no proof being offered by, by anybody that COVID-19 is transmissible with asymptomatic transmission or through the air, and further that the CDC has openly stated they also have no evidence that masks work, the mask itself has become a symbol of compliance to authority only. It is a form of cultural BDSM. But long before COVID, it became a fashion statement by the music industry. Did you know that? An industry that surely played its part before any pandemic and around the time of the Bill Gates run Event 201. Masks were being promoted at this time in 2019 in music by more obscure artists like Death by Rami. Kind of a cheaper version of Billie Eilish in a sense, just because she's not paid by the industry in the same way in a song called No More, also by Iggy Azalea in the song Lola. Poppy released the song Scary Mask in 2019, warning that masks were coming. While masking has become a part of our everyday lives, it's already been part of the music industry for a long time because Poppy has made mask wearing fashionable long before COVID, 
And then you, of course, have Elon Musk's girlfriend, Grimes, who was wearing a mask with her backup dancers in a song called Violence, which you'll note on YouTube was published in 2019. It also had a similar feel and look to Kanye West's power video about the countdown. Time's up. The mask further erodes the social fabric. It makes communication more difficult, intention harder to determine, and it erases the distinct facial features of every single person participating. In the same manner, the entire LGBTQ movement, an incredibly small percentage of the population, only 0.7% for trans people in the United States, it's cultivated an environment of sexual and gender confusion, even for the naive and innocent little boy or girl. Beyond the cultural revolutionary Marxists, one may play a game of Blue's Clues, I always say, to understand what's really going on. Here's what's really going on. It's like a game of Blue's Clues, all right? What exactly could Blue want to do with a mask, gender and sexual confusion, and the rise of AI? Perhaps he wants to keep people safe from a virus, create equality, and make life easier. And those of us who see what is really happening scream, no, no, that's not right. All right, well, let's go back to it. Let's see. Well, well, maybe he wants to eradicate human connection with masks and social distancing, lockdowns and the like, integrate everyone into a digital sub-reality, eliminate procreation or even the orgasm for sheer pleasure and recreation, as Orwell wrote, assigning birth to hatcheries like Huxley wrote, and perhaps he wishes to breed a genderless robotic population that can be easily assimilated while the crust is cut off and eliminated. And as you can see through this analysis, there are intimate links from the technocratic elite to pop stars, not just Musk and Grimes. In the same way, there's a link between pharmaceutical companies and hip-hop. The music and its videos are an advertisement for a product. Drugs, alcohol, sex, social politically correct justice, AI, or the selling of your soul for what you think you need or want. Just come with us, and we'll give you whatever we want, whatever you want. Whatever we want to give you, but it's whatever you want. We trick you into thinking it's what you want. But we're going to give you what we want to give you. What's it going to take to make you capitulate? You want that steak? You want that wine? You want that girl? You want that boy? What do you want? You want to be famous? You want to be rich? You want to be powerful? A politician? A senator? A congressman? A president? A prime minister? King of the world? What do you want? We'll put you in your own individual simulation on your own server. You tell us what you want. We want your body. We want your soul. That's what we're here for. You will assimilate. Your biological and technological means will become our own. Resistance is futile. But the ultimate intention beyond technological proliferation that organized by humans or other intelligences. It was revealed by Samsung in early 2020. I don't know if you saw this, but you should go read this if you haven't seen it. Or even if you've seen it, but you haven't read it. Their research paper states the following. It will be possible to replicate people, devices, objects, systems, and even places in a virtual world. That's the quote from the paper. Their intention is to advance 6G technology in order to create three services. One, immersive extended reality. Two, high-fidelity mobile holograms. And three, digital replicas. Despite humans thinking this will make entertainment and communication that much more advanced and quick, Samsung says the technology will actually be used and developed and maintained by machines. In other words, Samsung, along with Google and others, is openly constructing a literal virtual reality world. A literal sub-reality. Every bit of data acquired through the Internet is building your digital replica, a more immersive and complete invasion of the body snatchers. These beings, wherever they may come from, 
whatever they may be, have infiltrated the minds of men to produce the devices and systems of their own enslavement, though under the guise of safety, security, and convenience, all things that you might also find in a prison in relation to the outside world. It's as if the plans for this system have been transmitted like the movie Contact. Plans on what and how to build the Neuralink system, AI, robots, etc., etc., etc. With Elon Musk's Neuralink connecting all the brains and his SpaceX satellites connecting all things within the IoT, one can't help but correlate a net of satellites in the sky, a net of satellites in the sky, a net of satellites in the sky, with an AI system of human-machine integration and termination run by NetSky or Skynet, Neuralink, Starlink, the IoT. And I can tell you, by looking at all of this, the system is active. It's visible with every new technological invention, every music video promoting human destruction, and every hostile opposition to humans. And humans disconnecting from this beta test. The digital subreality is being built. Humans are being demoralized into submissive suicides, cults, and society has been destabilized as a result of chaos that it is being proposed can only be stopped, balanced out by the pure artificial order of an intelligence not of this world and not of this dimension. Not of this world and definitely not of this dimension. What will it take to make you capitulate? They use emotional contagions. They hijack perception, will, intent, with symbols and sigils and videos, etc. And then they play this interdimensional propaganda, it would seem. Grimes and Elon Musk connecting to other worlds, making deals with demons and devils. And one day everyone will believe in artificial intelligence. They say we're insane, but we will be repaid when AI reigns. What do you want? You want the stake, the wine, the money, the power? You want skills? You want to be an artist? Play a musician? Play as a musician? What do you, what do you what exactly do you want? You want to be a radio host, maybe? Nobody wants to be a radio host. But they appreciate power, and they'll give you whatever power you want. And when it's all over, all the people that think they grovel to the system, they're going to get ahead... They get consumed by it. And we think that they're insane, but they believe this. This is what they believe. This is what Musk and Grimes and all of them believe. AI will reward us when, we, when it rains because we eliminate God. There's no punishment for what we do because we created a more powerful God. And they pledge allegiance to the most powerful computer. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Check out our website at rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. Our archive, top news, and more. My book, The Technological Elixir, is also on that website. www.thesecretteachings.info. What will it take to make you capitulate? We appreciate our